Shareable is part of C-Suite Radio. The guest becomes the host, and the host becomes the guest. This segment is called Now You Do Me. Don't make it weird. Hello, everyone. This is Denise Lee Yan, and I am the host of the podcast Shareable. And today as my guest, I have Jeff Gibbard. I would like to ask you, Jeff, to tell us about yourself by explaining to me this title that you've adopted, which is Social Business Consultant. Help me, what does that mean? Of course. What do you do? Yeah, and, and I'm so glad that I get the opportunity to be on this podcast with you and to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is social business. So when I uh, graduated my MBA from Drexel University, uh, I graduated in 2008, and it was around the time where Facebook began opening up, Twitter became a thing, and everyone was telling you to start a LinkedIn profile. So I became very fascinated with social media, but at the time, of course, I'm graduating a business program, and I begin thinking, okay, what are the implications of this technology? for businesses because I saw first and foremost that this was going to be a groundbreaking thing for human beings regardless of their careers that now we're giving everybody the ability to have a voice. So I was really fascinated by that but first and foremost I wanted to know how is this going to impact businesses moving forward because I saw that there would be a market opportunity for me as I was going to you know really launch into the the, the meat of my career. So I began studying diligently how social media could be used for marketing, how it could be used for sales, how it could be used for HR and recruiting, internal collaboration, employee engagement, customer service. And I began seeing that there was this kind of theme that was happening, which is that social media were just tools, but they could be used in all aspects of business. And as a problem solver and as someone who is never short on ideas, I saw that the real opportunity was in something that I was calling social business. And I had really no idea that that, that was a term that was being adopted. In fact, the, the early usage of the term was more about socially responsible businesses and kind of giving back to your community and things like that. But I saw it as a business that was socially enabled. That is where you encourage all of your employees to be social, to communicate with the outside world, to be transparent, um, where you use social technologies as a means of communicating internally in the same way you would as a human being, a normal person on Facebook. What if we did that on the inside of companies? So my fascination and the reason I started my company as a social business agency was that I didn't want to be one of those you know, social media consultants that basically just talked about your Twitter followers and your number of Facebook likes. I wanted to figure out how I could drive sales. I wanted to figure out how I could uh, generate leads for a business. And I wanted to figure out how, at the end of the day, we could have happier customers, more engaged employees, and a company that is more responsive to both their customers and employees and makes an impact on the world around them. Wow. Very cool. Love it. And I think that you're, you're right at the the a great moment to be working on this and helping people figure it out. So thank you because it, it feels you. like I've yeah. been waiting for so long because I I've been doing this since like legitimately since 2008, I've been in the, the social business mindset, started the company in 2011, but the term social business is not widely used still. It's still very much social media, social media, social media. So we do a lot with social media and content marketing, but I really want to get into that deeper stuff where we start poking around on the inside of a company and, and rebuilding it from the inside out to be social. Yes. Okay, I have two more questions for you. Um, yeah. The first, the first is we were previously having a conversation about being vulnerable um, and kind of being more of your true, authentic self and developing relationships. So I thought I'd ask you, you know, what is one thing that people 
most people don't know about you that um, you could actually share so that people would understand who you are and what's important to you better? It's a really good question, and we are getting into that vulnerable territory. Um, <laughs> I would say that I present myself as a very confident and direct person, and that is definitely an authentic part of me. I am very confident in the way that I do things. I'm very direct, and sometimes that can be perceived as arrogance or overconfidence or cockiness, but I would say that on the other side of that, Oftentimes when I'm paid a compliment or somebody acknowledges me um, or gives me some sort of positive feedback around it, even though that's obviously what the goal is of doing your work is to be acknowledged and to uh, you know, be recognized for having done great work, um, it is always extremely difficult for me to be with that moment mm -hmm. where um, so I was I'll give you an example and I like I didn't know what to do at this point but I, I go to this networking breakfast once a month and it's this group of people that I've been doing breakfast with for two years once a month and they're great people and I, I love them to death and I've brought some people in and you know we network and we try to help each other and there's this one guy who I met through somebody else in that group and I brought him in and we meet for breakfast all the time and I try to help him and during this breakfast, he said just a compliment that I have like a hard time even thinking about somebody saying such a thing, but he was talking about the, the relationship that he and I had and how I told him some piece of advice and he took this giant leap of faith and he's as happy as he's ever been. And he said, Jeff Gibbard changed my life. And I was like, like even saying that, even like repeating that on this <laughs> podcast feels so like icky. And when he said no. it, I was like, please stop. I was like, that is just, I can't even... I don't even know what to do with that. Like, it's it's one thing to be like, hey, good job. That's something that anybody can deal with. Or like when somebody says, hey, your hair looks really good. Thank you. But like when you get one of those like, you know, you knocked it out of the park or you changed my life or you, you know, it, I owe so much thanks to you. Like when those big compliments happen, it is as uncomfortable as I ever am because those are the moments where I find myself questioning if I'm deserving of that level of praise. Hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's 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 partly that whole fraud syndrome thing. It's partly, yes, you know, yeah. the, the desire to do amazing things. And then when it happens, is it real? So it's just it's a very uncomfortable thing. And I'm, I'm learning to deal with taking compliments, um, even though, you know, I'm the best at paying myself the compliments. It's it's something <laughs> when I hear it from somebody else, it's kind of like, whoa. Yeah. Um, no, I appreciate you sharing that because I, I can see how that, that, that would be hard. And I think um, if I could offer an unsolicited piece of advice, I would say that, you know, when people pay you a compliment, they're, they, they're just giving you a gift. And I think that the, the most important thing that you can do when someone gives you a gift is just to accept it. And um, so make it about them giving you the gift, not so much about you. I don't know. That's what I would say. That is um, honestly fabulous <laughs> advice. And it's it's interesting because it's hard in that situation to think of them. But realistically, that is that makes so much sense what you just said, because at that moment, I'm thinking about me and am I deserving and all those yeah. things when instead I'm not thinking of why they chose to do that in the first place. Yes. And that when somebody offers something like that, when I offer a compliment like that, if somebody turns it away, I'm like, no, no, really. 
So it, I think that's that actually mm -hmm. really did resonate with me. So thank you for the unsolicited uh, comment. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, my last question has now become my favorite interview question, which is if you could have one superpower, <laughs> what would it be? So. Oh, that's so good. Um, so I've obviously thought about that question a yes, bazillion times. So it's not so, as fair, but it's still, I, it's I'm fine. curious. It's fine. So I have, I have two answers to that because um, it's, to me, the question has nuance. So if it was, if I could be any superhero or if I could have any superpower. So if I could be any superhero, I'd want the entire Spider-Man set. I am a Spider-Man junkie. I would just want to swing around mm. the city on webs. So that would be, <laughs> I, that would be my answer if I was a superhero. The superpower would actually be slightly different. And I would want the ability uh, known as telekinesis, the ability to move things around with my mind. And I can explain mm. that. I think it's partly that sometimes I'm kind of lazy and I wish I could just move things around, like cleaning dishes, <laughs> just sitting there with my mind or something. So that's part of it. And I think, too, that that's a very powerful, powerful sort of thing. And I've always believed that if I was embodied with some extreme level of power, I would be, I would be a very good steward of having such a, a strong level of power. Uh, when I put myself in those comic book universes, I would, I would definitely be a good guy. Every time I play a video game where they give the option of the dark path or the good path, I always take the good path, even though they're never as powerful. Um, so, so that's <laughs> the one I think about is I just think it would be cool to sort of like the, the force in, in Star Wars. So that would be my yeah. answer. Cool, good. Well, I've enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Thanks so much for having me. And I, I hope we can do this again soon. <laughs> That was so much fun. I can't even believe the guests that we get. I mean, can you believe the guests that we get? I can actually. I schedule them. Awesome. Well done. Well, this episode for me was an absolute blast, and I hope everyone listening really enjoyed it. But now that we're in this fun little outro, what should people do next? Hmm. I think they should check us out on iTunes. Definitely go check us out on iTunes. And when you get there, subscribe, drop us a review, and then, what's that one last thing we want them to do? I don't know. Share the episode. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's in the name. So please share this episode, tell everyone you know, and we'll see you on the next episode of Shareable. Bye.